1: Here's what's cooking on the day. Sports Stove Local Hour. We've got the EKU head coaching trifecta. That's right. Walt Wells from the football team, A.W. Hamilton from the men's basketball team, Greg Todd from the women's basketball team. Are you kidding me? What a great episode we have for you today. That and a little bit more as well. That's what's cooking on the day. Sports Stove Local Hour. <laughs> Welcome in to a new edition of the Sports Stove Podcast Local Hour, presented by IPM Pest and Termite Central Kentucky's neighborhood pest professional. You can find more information about IPM Pest and Termite at myipm.com. That's myipm.com, locally owned and operated, uh, full of professionals that'll come and be at your house when they say they're going to be there on time. Every time, guarantee their services. They have uh, a fair prices as well. I use them uh, both at home and at church. And uh, so, a great opportunity for you to see for yourselves how IPM Pest and Termite can help you. And uh, if you get a hold of IPM, make sure you let them know you heard about them here on the Sports Stove Local Hour. We have a great episode for you today because. We've got three head coaches from the Eastern Kentucky University. They're going to be joining us. We've got Walt Wells. He's going to talk about the Central Arkansas game. Then we've got A.W. Hamilton talking about the upcoming season for the men's basketball team. And then Greg Todd, the new EKU women's basketball coach, joins us as well to talk about what is ahead for the program uh, here at EKU. So we're excited to bring all three of these interviews to you here in just a few minutes. Uh, but we're going to start off talking about EKU football, uh, five and two. They are now ranked number 22 in the FCS rankings and, uh, an impressive win over central Arkansas. Uh, I turned the game on in the fourth quarter. I was out of town. Uh, my grandfather passed. So I was at a funeral. But uh, we traveled home from Ohio, and I was in a parking lot, and I pulled up my phone, turned on the, the game, and uh, got to watch the fourth quarter and, and see the end of the comeback. And uh, what an impressive way to close out the game. It did not start well, right? Uh, the first half wasn't great, and we'll talk about that with Coach Wells, but um, – Then they made the adjustments in the second half. The offense just clicked in the second half. Parker McKinney, my goodness, Parker, uh, what a game. He he has 224 yards passing, two touchdowns, and one interception. He also leads the team in rushing with 65 yards and a touchdown on only six carries uh, there. The run game uh, was not able to get going, but the pass game was, and Patrick Nations, uh, again, a Sun Special Teams Player of the Week, uh, he was just solid, was he not? I mean, he, he had everything that needed to be done. They, they did, especially in the second half. The defense, who has been phenomenal all year long, um, gave up a lot of points there in the first half, but the second half, they really turned it on strong. Matthew Jackson was leading the way uh, in that as well as Kyle Bailey, but um, uh, just a great all-around effort by this EKU football team this weekend to get a huge conference win over Central Arkansas. Uh, that puts them right there at the top of the A-Sun conference, and uh, they're right there where they need to be. They've got a rough stretch to finish out the season. So they're off this week. Then they get Lamar at home. Then they travel to Stephen F. Austin. They They're in Texas again for Sam Houston. Then they end the season at home against Jacksonville State. And that Stephen F. Austin... Sam Houston Jacksonville state run is going to be a tough, tough way to end the season. Lamar should be a cakewalk. Now we'll talk to coach Wells about this in a minute. You'll hear what he has to say about it and you can expect what he has to say about it. But Lamar is a game they should win and they should win handily. And, um, But Stephen F. Austin, Sam Houston, Jacksonville State, most people are going to have Eastern Kentucky as the underdog probably in both of those Texas games at Stephen F. Austin and Sam Houston. And then depending on how those games turn out, there's a good chance Eastern Kentucky will be an underdog at home against Jacksonville State at the end of the season. And that just kind of tells you what the expectations are. But we've been trying to tell everybody This Eastern Kentucky football team, there's something special about them, and they're a lot better than what most people are giving them credit for. I know the EKU fans are with me, uh, but uh, there are other people out there that just don't seem to understand just how special this team is. And I was really impressed with what Parker talked about last week with uh, the camaraderie of the team, and then you watch this defense. I'm telling you, this defense has played so, so well. They've started – Uh, rotating in new players or players who haven't played as much are getting opportunities, and uh, everyone seems to be answering the call. So a great, great weekend for Kentucky, Eastern Kentucky, excuse me, uh, down in Conway, Arkansas, and uh, I think you'll enjoy what Coach had to say about this weekend. So uh, at this time, we are going to let you hear the interview with head football coach Walt Wells. All right. We are joined now by the number twenty-two ranked Eastern <laughs> Kentucky University Colonels football head coach Walt Wells back with us again, Coach. Quite the weekend in Arkansas.
0: Well, I tell you what, it was a uh, it was a good weekend and a hard weekend. Um, you know, UCA's got a good for, uh, good football team, and Coach Brown does a great job down there. So uh, it was a tough place to play, tough team to play against, and uh, but you know our our guys came ready to go and. And although it probably didn't look like it in the first half, they uh, I think they were ready. I think that's a product of, you know, playing a good football team. And, uh, and we had to get our bearings and get adjusted a little bit at halftime. And uh, and then we we got on a little run there. So it was uh, it was fun to get the win
1: what is a halftime speech like from coach Walt Wells when you're down, down by a few scores and, uh, know your team's better than what it's shown out in the first half. Is it, is it fiery or is it, uh, kind of, a put an arm around the shoulder kind of, kind of speech.
0: This one was put an arm around. I'm sorry. I feel like I'm going to sneeze. This one uh, was a put an arm around the shoulder type deal. Uh, I just felt like, you know, we had done some good things and you could see it, but it wasn't consistent enough. And so, uh, you know, I, I sent our support staff in there to talk to them, uh, Gary McPeak, and all our QCs and GAs, and and uh, and just talk to them, and you know, get, get them ready for us when we come in there. And I, I just gathered the staff together and said, "Hey, listen, go in there, and be positive. We got, we're not going to get back in this thing negatively. We're going to get back in here positive, which they were all were anyway. But you know, it's probably me more so telling myself that than than them. But uh, you know, come up with a good game plan." Give our kids a chance, and that's exactly what our staff did and the credit goes to them i mean they 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 came up with good plans they went in there and got it you know got it adjusted a couple of things they were doing offensively to our defense that they hadn't shown you know they had a week off and and we just had to to find some things coverage-wise that they hadn't shown that, you know, we had to get into. And and uh, I think, uh, you know, Jake and Andy both made great adjustments along with the rest of the staff, and the players executed it. And, you know, we they didn't score from the eight-minute and 13-second mark in, in the third quarter, and, uh, and we scored on seven consecutive drives, you know, either three or seven. So, you know, that's a credit to those guys, and we didn't punt in the second half. So I think those things show, you know, that our coaches were coaching and our players were playing, and and that's what was really pleasing to me.
1: Well, I have to I have to apologize. It's partly my fault. I didn't get to watch the game until the fourth quarter. I was at a funeral and wow. turned the game on as soon as I could. And and next thing you know, uh, EKU's winning. So uh, well, that's so good. Maybe you have a good luck charm. <laughs> um, You got three players that get ASUN uh, you know accolades this week, and this is not the first time we're multiple ASUN. Uh, uh, Player of the Week awards went to EKU players. Parker seems out to prove something about how his athleticism is. I mean, my goodness. Uh, No, he said on the show last week that, you know, I asked him if he thought through one of those he had a long run and he tried to cut it back into the middle and he got tackled. And he said, yeah, if I could do it over again, I would have just went straight ahead. And yesterday in this big run uh, that, that gave the lead, he just went straight at it. And he continues to impress, you know, you, we can talk about his running game, and it's impressive. But ultimately, it's the passing game that he excelled oh, in this week.
0: Parker is becoming a complete quarterback, and what I mean by that is, you know, he's getting us in the right place. Uh, he's making plays with his feet when he needs to, and he's being more accurate with his ball and and giving the the, the receivers a chance to try to get some rack or, or you know, be able to catch the deep ball. He's always been accurate on the deep throws, but we needed to get him more intermediately accurate. And I think Trent Stillman's done a nice job of working with him. I think their relationship is really strong. I think he has a lot of faith in Trent. I think Trent uh, – I know Trent has a lot of faith in him. And and Parker just works. I mean, he just he, – he's he's – like I said, I tried to make him the vocal leader. He's not – he's a leader. Mm-hmm. He's not a vocal leader but he is when he needs to be. And his vocal doesn't mean you have to scream and shout. His vocal is, I'm going to walk up to you and talk to you. And he does a good job of that. And uh, and we're appreciative of of how well he's playing and, and how he's leading our team. And, you know, I think that, I think it says something. And I I don't know if I told you this or somebody, but when he's out there making plays, you can hear the defense. That's my quarterback. That's, you know, Hmm. those things let me know. He's positively affecting his teammates. And I think that's, Uh, probably overlooked and, and uh, undervalued sometimes. And we're really proud of him. He's got all the tangibles to be one of the best to play here. If he wants to be, you know, you got to win to do that. And, and that's what I told him. I said, if you, if you want to be a great player here and go down in history, then you have to win. And that's just, unfortunately, that's how it goes for the quarterback and the head coach. So, you know, you, you have to do that. And and hopefully he can continue to do that and, and help lead our team that way.
1: He mentioned as well last week on the show that this team is different than last year. It's not that there were any issues with last year's team, but the camaraderie in the locker room with everybody, the offense, the defense, the special teams, how well they get along, how much time they spend even off the field together. Um, is that something that you notice is, makes a, a big difference in a team or does it matter that much?
0: I think it makes a huge difference in a team i think you know our we've got three core values you know passion purpose and pride and passion is to love and serve and you know i tell them all the time if you don't love who you're working with or or at least like who you're working with and you don't know something about them and understand what makes them tick and why they are the way they are you just think they're that way because they're you know a jerk or because they're super nice or whatever you know then you truly don't know how to strain sometimes with that person when the strain is needed to win a game like yesterday. And I, I think, you know, all the things we've done over the summer as a staff, I know our staff is having them over their houses. I'm going to have a couple of groups over this week um, that I didn't get to this summer, which is unfortunate, but you know, because I already closed the pool, but uh, I mean, it's, you know, it, it's things like that, that when you let your guard down and you're just, you know, Parker, the park pl- parker the person, not Parker the quarterback and you're just, you know, whoever drew Hart, the old lineman and not, you know, uh, or drew Hart, the person, not the old, you know, Walt Wells, the, the, the coach or the, just the dad, the husband, the, all that, not the coach. I think that lets people feel like they'll work harder for you and with you. And, and so those are important things. And I think our teams learned that throughout the summer, you know, we didn't have COVID that for, you know, we didn't have any of that the first year we couldn't do anything. And that's not to blame it. That's just how it was. And we had to we had to, you know, had a whole brand new bunch of guys in here telling them what to do. And there wasn't probably a lot of trust there. And I think there's more trust now than there was.
1: You've uh, you've talked about wanting to get more players involved. You've talked about your depth at running back and how how deep it is. Uh we saw Braden Sloane. He got one carry a couple of weeks ago. He gets a, a couple opportunities this week. He's able to turn the catch into the touchdown. Um, how much more um, new or different players are we going to see in these last four games that you guys have, um, as opposed? Because sometimes you get to this point in the season, you think, well, everybody's pretty set on what they're doing, and they're just kind of kind of roll with it. But you seem to be using some influx with right. both Cord using Cord different ways, Sloan uh, getting some opportunity, things like that.
0: Well, I think you know as you're developing your offensive game plan, and you know you you self scout yourself, and you, you kind of know. Who they think we're going to target, and in what situations they think we're going to target those guys, and you know, Braden's an exceptional player. We knew that, uh, but we feel like DeJean and and uh, and Keandre are too. So mm-hmm. you know, it gets to that point. So we we put Keandre and Braden in a, in a set together. And we had a set four plays for him. And, you know, we got to, you know, we did some with him. Keandre got some balls on it and and then Braden gets the bubble and or the swing pass and takes takes it to the house. And I think you should see his ability with his speed. I think we've got some more guys that can contribute even more. I mean, you know, Jaron Mitchell contributed back, I think it was the Austin P game and mm. probably hadn't heard a whole lot from him since then. So hopefully he'll he'll come around. Uh, you know, Bryant Johnson, uh, you know, a wide receiver who has played a lot but just hadn't had that game yet kiki mcfadden's another one so i think those are you know uh uh, malik owens has caught a ball here and there and reese Atkins i think can step up and help us at tight end too along with jake slung uh jake's a a tremendous athlete so i think those are situations that just come along and it's how they practice you know we're gonna a lot of guys are going to get a lot of reps that need reps this week and a lot of guys that that need to rest are going to get some rest and, and and still work on Lamar and still go out there and practice and do all that. But we'll have some scrimmages uh, for the next three days, starting Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, uh, with our players that hadn't played a lot or our younger players, and just try to develop them some this week. And, uh, and then, obviously, game plan with Lamar uh, and with our guys that are playing a lot.
1: You've had some pretty tough games here over your four-game win streak. Um, you get the week off, which is nice, a, a way to heal and things like that and get rested. When you come back, you're going to be a ranked team going against a team that's really struggled so far this year. Not to say they're a bad team, but they've struggled so far this year. Uh, so it will it seems like it would be kind of a different uh, motivating factor for the guys this week because you're kind of you're going from – from the either underdog or real tight to a to a game that you are expected to win as a ranked team. So, how does that change your adjustments or your pre- preparation into the game against Lamar?
0: It won't change it one bit, and and I don't mean any disrespect to that, but uh, mm-hmm. you know, to us, Lamar is 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 a you know, and I, I don't mean any disrespect to Lamar when I say that, but they're a faceless, nameless opponent. We have to set to we have to play to our standard. And, and you know, they're going to raise our standard by how they play, obviously. And so we have to continue to, to meet the standard that's set and and be the better version of ourselves. And and if we can do that consistently, I think we will continue to have success um, and, and do that. You know, there's going to be times that we're going to struggle in that, and, and we struggled in the first half on that. But, you know, I think that's why you see our kids – able to play in so many close games and, and it's something that we got to get better at because you know the the Abilene Christian we should we could have finished that game better in my opinion. Um, but you know it I don't look at anybody's record or any you know I mean I you know it I mean right. you know but everybody's got scholarship players everybody's got good coaches everybody's got everything they need in any given day somebody can beat somebody I mean you know look at AM in Alabama Look at how all that goes. I mean, it, it can happen. So we have to just have a standard that we meet, which is the best version of ourselves consistently with a championship mindset. And, I, you know, I know it's kind of boring and, 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 and I don't mean any disrespect to anybody. Um, it's just how we believe. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. No, definitely. But, uh, it's been a great season so far. The The last four games aren't going to be easy. Uh, you got no. some tough games on the schedule for sure. A couple home games, a couple road games along the way, but we're excited about where the team is and looking forward to what's ahead for the season. So good luck this week as you get some rest and and uh, hopefully get some rest at least. And yeah. and uh, we're looking forward to getting back to some football here against Lamar at Roy Kidd Stadium in a couple weeks.
0: Well, we're excited to be, I mean, we, we were home for four weeks, been away for one and Got one off, and we'll be excited to be back. I guess it's Halloween Eve, and, mm-hmm. we, you know, I, we need everybody to come out. I mean, Kentucky's going to be gone. You know, it's the end of Keeneland and all that good stuff. We should have a great crowd. I think we're going at 2 o'clock that afternoon. Mm-hmm. We need everybody to show up and show out and really help us out on that hill and in the stands and our students to come out. They've been so great in that four-game homestand. You know, it's just important for us. It's important for these young men. Uh, that play the game and you know we appreciate everything everybody's done but we still got two more home games that we need everybody
1: all right coach thank you so much for being back with
0: us anytime thank you so much have a great week
1: And a big thank you to Head Coach Walt Wells. We always appreciate him. He's very willing to take the time to talk with us um, as much as we ask, and so we appreciate it. We try not to, to over-ask uh, and, and overdo our welcome, but uh, nonetheless, we sure appreciate him taking the time to be back with us and some great thoughts into the game this past weekend and what is ahead for the rest of the season. This Eastern Kentucky football team, they are legitimate threats in the A-Sun right now. They are 2-0 and in the conference, of course, 5-2 and on the season, and uh, Sam Houston's 3-0 in the conference. Jacksonville State's 1-0 in the conference as of this recording, and uh, there's just a huge, huge, huge opportunity for EKU this year to actually threat uh, threaten and maybe even beat Sam Houston. I mean, everybody says, oh, Sam Houston, they're unbeatable. They're the team to watch, all this kind of stuff. They've, they've scored uh, the th- fourth most points in the conference, And uh, the defense has allowed the least amount of points in the conference. The defense has been pretty solid. Uh, They are a good team. I'm not diminishing that Sam Houston is a good team and and the favorite to win the conference. But uh, Eastern has a real opportunity in front of them uh, there, and we'll continue to cheer them on again this week off. Next week, then, we'll be at home against Lamar and uh, looking forward to getting back to Roy Kidd Stadium there. We are in the midst of football season, actually in the second half of the football season, and we are rolling right into basketball season. And of course, there are other seasons And I apologize if there's anyone listening that's upset that we're not covering soccer um or volleyball volleyball and soccer both have had some some great stuff going on for them this season and uh I just don't have the time to watch those things and support everything so we we're, we're going to kind of stick with what we know and let other people cover uh the other important sports uh there but congratulations to the uh uh the teams getting to the playoffs and they, and all the other stuff the championships and everything going on there uh congratulations to them Basketball season is around the corner, though, and uh, you've kind of got opposite sides of the spectrum for the women's team and the men's team. There is so much optimism, so much excitement, so much expectation on the men's team, whereas the women's team, a new coach, several new players, um, this is a, a a team that that has lower expectations from the outside looking in. Obviously, for themselves, they have high expectations, but... Um, and uh, an opportunity to build now a program for Coach Greg, Greg Todd and the women's basketball team, uh, whereas A.W. Hamilton is building and has been building and has done a wonderful job in doing so, the men's program as well. So we're going to talk to both of these coaches. Today our interviews with our basketball coaches is presented by Bible Pathway Baptist Church in Richmond, Kentucky. Bible Pathway Baptist Church is a church that's getting back to the basics of church. Uh, it's kind of like like... like the the kind of church that your grandma would tell you about. It's very simple, very basic, um, and just a focus on helping people through the Word of God. And uh, Bible Pathway Baptist Church invites you to join them any Sunday. They have service at 1045 in the morning. Then they provide lunch after the service and have an afternoon service at 1 o'clock there as well. Wednesday nights at 7 o'clock. All are invited to attend and be a part of the services. The Bible Pathway Baptist Church is located at 464 Three Forks Road. They're in Richmond, north side of Richmond. And you can find more information at BiblePathwayBC.com. That's BiblePathwayBC.com. And I, Vince Stover, am the pastor at Bible Pathway Baptist Church. And uh, we're excited to invite you to come visit us sometime soon. We're going to talk, first of all, with a men's basketball coach, and that's A.W. Hamilton. Here's the interview. We are joined now by the head coach of Eastern Kentucky's men's basketball team, the colonel of the most exciting 40
3: minutes in sports, A.W. Hamilton. Coach, thanks for being with us. Uh, Thanks for having me. Excited to be on And listen, I appreciate what you're doing for Eastern Kentucky. Well, it's it's been an
1: absolute blast covering the school as a whole. um, All the support staff that works with you guys. I've said this multiple times on the podcast. Incredible to work with. The university's been great. Um, Few universities are easy to work with. And EKU has been so far. Uh, you're coming off, uh, you're starting your fourth year here at EKU, coming off another record-setting year. I heard you even say yesterday that you're getting ready to set nine, your 19th record uh, since you've been the head coach of the basketball team uh, with the, the ideally the season ticket sales and everything like that. Uh, seven new records last year. Um, was this something you had in mind when you came to EKU, uh, trying to set all these records, change all these things, uh, kind of creating the uh, the atmosphere there for your team and for the fans.
3: Well, I, I'm I'm a big believer in this. I, I think any successful program, team, organization, uh, company, business, whatever it is, I think you got to have an identity and you got to have a brand. And our identity is we're going to press for 40 minutes. We're going to play up tempo. We're going to play with unbelievable passion. All right, and then our brand is the most exciting 40 minutes in sports and. We have built that when I got here, and we, we've stuck to it. And um, now we've got unbelievable people in our program. So I didn't come in saying, okay, let's, let's see how many school records we can break. It just started happening. Um, but I'm really excited about the potentially breaking our 19th school record before we even play a game. Um, there's so much energy and excitement around our program. Our fans absolutely love our style. They love the brand. But they love the people in the program that we have. These these kids are easy to cheer for. They're wonderful young people, Um, and and they carry themselves in a in a a unbelievable way in the community and on campus. and And then when they when they throw it up and we play a game, these guys compete like crazy. So you know we got a special group of people here. Let's talk
1: about those people. Uh, You've got seven of your players on your roster. Are Kentucky natives. You've got, uh, let's see. Here, you lost two major contributors from last year. You get one back from injury, and in Jamar Brown, uh, Kurt and Cooper had uh, opportunity last year and took advantage of those opportunities. You bring in transfers. There's a lot of talk about you know Braxton Beverly and what he can do for this team, um, and Brown of course as well being healthy and those sorts of things. So, uh, talk a little bit about this roster, how it's been constructed, and uh, and I know you're expecting big things out of them this year.
3: Yeah, so here's what we got. We got three starters coming back, and we got our most improved player coming back. So Michael Marino was second in the country in three-point field goal percentage. He had 64 threes, Um, and he's been a double-figure scorer for us uh, in his first two years here at Eastern Kentucky. Then we got Kurt Lewis back, who was a freshman last year and was lights out and and had a sensational season, averaged double figures, uh, average five rebounds a game. And then we got Cooper Robb back. Uh, and Cooper Robb, he led our team in steals, and then he was second on our team in assists. And then Tay-Tay Blanton just emerged last year at the end of the season. And from the end of the season to where he is now, he's taken a huge du- a jump. So, you know, I love the core group that we got coming back. And then you talk about Tyreek Balakin, who can change shots and has been a great shot rim protector for us, a shot blocker. Um, and then you, you you look at the pieces we added. Um, we added a bunch of veteran players. Um, we didn't – look, we did lose some guys in the portal. Uh, we didn't want to get into a situation where we're rebuilding. You know, we wanted to reload and get better. You know, we don't want to take a step back. We want to keep this program moving forward. And we've done that every year of taking a big step forward. And that's, you know, we want to continue moving it forward. So, we you know, we add Jansen-Williams who's a transfer from Marshall, he's 68, he's Marshall's all-time leader in block shots. Not only can he block shots, um but he's a big time shooter. I think he hit over 173s in his career at Marshall. In any big game they played, he played his best. You know, they went to the first ever NCAA tournament since 1986 and beat Wichita State. He had 10 points and 7 rebounds in that game. So he's he's had a sensational career um and he's 24 years old. And then we bring in Iron Bennett who's another transfer from Marshall, who's 6'9", uh, 300 pounds, really physical, averaged nine points and five rebounds in the Conference USA. Then we bring in Trevin Wade, who's a transfer from Wichita State, one of the best on-ball defenders I've ever coached. He's uh, he The way he guards the basketball is incredible. And then we bring in ba- Braxton Beverly, who's one of two players in NC State history to score over 1,000 points, have over 300 uh, assists, hit over 200 threes, and have over 100 steals. And he had an incredible year at NC, or a career at NC State was basically a four-year starter. Um, and then we sprinkle in a young guy at Lexington, Kentucky, Deshaun Jackson, who's going to be a tremendous player in this program. Uh, he's a Kentucky kid. He played at Douglas. You know, he's one of the best players to come out of the state in the last couple of years. He, he's going to be a tr- tremendous player for us. And then we add Michael Wardy, who is uh, a different something different than we had. He's six 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 seven, super athletic. You know, he plays above the rim. So we love the guys that we brought in to mix with the guys that we got coming back.
1: How does the locker room uh, adjust or handle? Not You always get new players every year, but you guys brought in some very experienced players. So do the leaders from last year that, that carry over from last year, how do they handle new guys coming in that have this experience and maybe can help lead this team?
3: Yeah, you know, it, it was it was an easy adjustment. So what we did is when we got everybody here in the summer, you obviously, every coach in the country has a team meeting. Um, what we did is we showed our guys how our season ended last year. And then we showed them the, you know, uh, selection Sunday and, and all the teams celebrating when their names are called. And, you know, the new guys uh, that were coming in understood that, you know, it didn't end the way we wanted to last year. And it was a tough ending for us. Um, And then, you know, the guys we got coming in are so mature and they're older guys, you know, our average age this year is going to be 23 years old. So Mm -hmm. the guys we got coming in, it's not, they don't have to really go through that freshman learning curve, but we only got one guy going through that and, and it makes it easy. So Deshaun Jackson has got a lot of guys he can lean on. So the transition was, was very smooth.
1: We talked with Greg Stadelmeyer a couple of weeks ago and we brought up the transfer portal. We were talking football at the time and he actually said, I think it's actually better for the basketball program than easier for the basketball program than it is for the football program. Um, how much had, did you have to adjust your uh, recruiting style um, or even philosophy when the transfer portal became a more uh, common thing?
3: Yeah, we, we had to adjust because listen, we, we wanted to get old and stay old that was our thing when we got here and we knew we had to we had to shuffle some pieces around and some guys were graduating some guys left the program you know it's normal when a coach gets here um but we didn't we did not want to take a step back so we knew we had to get into the transfer reporter get some older guys and then sprinkle them in with with the younger guy that we did with with dj so um you know we It's um, it just is what it is. But, you know, we again, it was so important for us that we did not want to take a step back. We've got to keep the program going forward. Speaking of going forward, uh, new conference this year, the
1: A-Sun uh, College Sports Madness picks EKU to win the conference. The A-Sun coaches and media's polls, both but yet second behind Liberty. Let's start with just the ASUN in general. Um, how excited are you to be a part of the conference
3: and what challenges come with that? No, I'm super excited about it. You know, it's it's new. It reminds me of our first year in the, when I got here in the OBC. I just didn't know. Um, so we kind of got the unknown, um, you know, effect right here. But um, it's going to be a great league. Uh, the league has had a lot of, a lot of respect from the NCAA uh, committee. You know, if you look at the league, Liberty's been a 12 seed. Um, you look at the winner of the OBC last year was Moorhead. They were a 14 seed, mm-hmm. so the league's got a lot of respect. There's a lot of talent in this league. There's a lot of great coaches in this league, um, and you know we we don't deserve to be picked number one, not yet. You know, you know, I, I think the the ASUN media and the coaches that was fine pick, being pick number two. That's fine. I got no problem with that. Uh, but I'm glad we weren't pick number one in that. We we. We don't deserve it yet. I want one day to say, "Hey, we've earned the right to be number one in our league in the preseason." Right now, we have not earned that right. Uh, to earn that right, is it simply just wins, or what goes into that? No, we we got to get to the NCAA tournament. That's what we got to do, and you know, and and that's that's what everybody wants to do. No matter what the coach said, tells you before the season, everybody wants to play in March Madness. We do too. That's what we're fighting for every day. I, I sleep four to six hours a night. You know, for eighteen hours a day, I'm chasing the NCAA tournament. That's what I. That's what we're doing. Now, do you already have set up? I mean, the season starts
1: November ninth. Uh, so, do you already have your rotation set and figured out? Is this a thing that has to kind of go into the beginning of the season a little bit to figure things out, or is it always adjusting?
3: I think it is, uh, it's it's going to change throughout the year. We we've got a lot more talent now than we've had. So there's, I got thirteen guys that can play. Mm-hmm. You know, they can play, and they. You know they're competitive. They're a hungry group. So it, we're we're just we're we're gonna see how it goes. And you know the the players all always tell you who to play. You just gotta watch them. That's our yeah. job. We gotta watch it and evaluate it the right way, and and put the guys out there that give us the best chance to win. But all thirteen of our guys can play and help us win games.
1: Game one is November 9th at home against Georgetown. Uh, I know I've been watching and seeing different things. Uh, Season tickets, incredibly affordable uh, for EKU basketball. A lot of excitement. You've already mentioned it. The the team is fun to watch. They're entertaining. And a lot of new guys this year to get to know and things like that as well. Uh, And just talking to the fans, potential fans, people in the community, what do you want them to know coming into this basketball season?
3: Well, here's what I'll say. Look, we – we have 17 home games this year. We play – the NCAA allow you to play 31. We have 17 home games. You can get a season ticket for $59. That means for $3.50, you can get into the arena and watch us play basketball. Um, you know, and then I tell people this all the time. Maybe you don't come to every game, but there's a, there's a hundreds of kids in this community that would love to come watch this team play basketball Uh, This is a special group. This is a group that's easy to love. It's a group that's easy to get behind. So, you know, I just encourage people to come out and support us and be part of what we're doing and get invested into the program.
1: Well, we're excited about the season ahead. I've got two kids myself and uh, looking to get them to a few games this season as well. I'll be as many as my schedule allowed me to be. But, Coach, I sure appreciate you coming on with us now, and hopefully we'll get you on at some point throughout the season as well. Yeah, thanks so much, man. It was great talking to you. A big thank you to coach Hamilton and uh, sure appreciate him taking the time to be with us and excited about what's ahead. And I hope that you will come out. Consider, I I love what he said there at the end. You can buy the season tickets for $59. And if you can't make a game, there are kids in the community that would love to go plenty of opportunity to, to get, get tickets into the hands of kids. Um, If you can't figure out how to do that, you can contact me through social media at SportsStove on Twitter and Instagram. You can email me the SportsStove at gmail.com say, Hey, I've got some tickets and I want to get into the hands of someone in the community. I will do my part to help you find someone, uh, some kids, uh, and, and, and get them to the games. And that's what we want to see more of here. And we want to do our part to help the community, uh, uh get to these games and support these teams as well. When we come back, we're going to take a listen real quick in just a moment and hear from our sponsors, Uh, but when we come back, we are going to hear from the ladies basketball coach, Greg Todd. But first, a word from our sponsors. Com. That's com Built for the man on the go, the Compass by Law Terrain is primed to take on life's moments—from casually keeping time around the boardroom table to backing you up in tough terrain. Style and function go hand in hand with this wristwatch that offers dependability under any circumstance. The sporty nature of a chronograph pairs well with a variety of leather and nylon straps and bands to complete any look. Reliable, versatile, great looking and easy to wear every day. All Law Terrain watches are backed with an international 24-month warranty to protect against any manufacturer issues. We stand behind our products because we know they are built to high expectations. Visit law-terrain.com and use code SPORTSSTOVE for 10% off. Welcome back into the Sports Stove Local Hour presented by IPM Pest and Termite, Central Kentucky's neighborhood pest professionals. Uh, We are going to be joined here in just a second by head basketball coach of the women's EKU team. And that's Greg Todd. First year uh, as head coach at EKU, he grew up in Berea, uh, went to school at EKU. And after coaching in the high school level of both Berea and Lexington, uh, then he coached at Transylvania. On to Moorhead, and now he's back at EKU as the head basketball coach. So a great conversation with him and really looking forward to what's ahead for the women's team this year. So let's take a listen to Coach Greg Todd. We are joined now by the women's basketball coach at Eastern Kentucky, returning to Madison County uh, for his first year at EKU, Coach Greg Greg Todd. Coach, thanks for being with us.
2: Great. Thanks so much for having me, Vince. Uh, Very excited about – uh, embarking on our new season coming up, and uh, very uh, uh, been been a very much a whirlwind since May, and uh, looking looking forward to uh, starting some games here uh, next month.
1: Now I know you've already talked about this with other people, but but coming home, you of course you went to EKU, uh, but you grew up in Madison County as well. Um, you said this was a job that you wanted, that you actually wanted a couple years ago, didn't have the opportunity to get. Now you've got it. What does it mean to you to be at EKU?
2: Yeah, it means uh, so much. I mean, I've been blessed. Uh, this will be my 30th year as a head coach. And what probably a lot of people wouldn't realize is, is you know, Lexington Catholic, we probably had the most success at a high school. Uh, certainly Transylvania, we won. We were able to win a lot of conference championships. And in Moorhead State, we had a – had a very good run, but but the most special place for me uh, up until this point was was coaching at my alma mater uh, at Berea High School. So to make a, a full circle back to Eastern Kentucky University means everything to me. And uh, there's just so many people that are here that has been part of my life, and uh, you know, for me to be able to see. Uh, so many familiar faces in 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 the crowd and, and getting their support uh, really gets me um, excited and so we're uh, from my standpoint yes i'm uh, off the charts in terms of uh invested in 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 the community and being uh, a part of of getting this program going and it's uh you know it's been a while since there's been a Uh, a stable program that's uh, been been going at at a level that uh, we want. And uh, uh, I'm going to be uh, very, uh, very much into getting that uh, program going. And hopefully this year uh, we feel good about what we have for this year, for sure.
1: Kind of a strange question, maybe, but uh, you've always coached girls basketball. And I've talked with several coaches throughout my life, and every single girls basketball coach I've talked to said there is no better thing to coach than girls basketball and would never, ever want to coach boys basketball of any kind whatsoever. What is it special about girls and women's basketball?
2: You know, I I actually started out, uh, I played high school basketball, Bria High School, and uh, was a GA for the men at Eastern Kentucky University and started out with guys. And it, it, was, it was good. I enjoyed coaching the guys. Uh, but I had opportunity when I went back to Berea to, uh, to be uh, a head coach and uh, just really loved that opportunity. And, and I, I think their, their ability to listen, the fact that uh, their egos are not uh, the same level as – and I have a son playing uh, – be playing at Madison Central this year. It's, it's just different. Uh, and and I think once, once you've been a head coach, I've had a couple opportunities to coach boys, but uh, just never, uh, I enjoy watching the men play the boys' basketball. And uh, you know, we're excited about uh, AW and, and Eastern Kentucky's men this year, but uh, but I, I'll leave the coaching to, to those guys. It's just uh, uh, just, just I, I feel like the the ability for them to, to, to focus and, and listen and, and improve for me. I, I just felt like I, I've uh, relayed a little bit better, uh, on the women's side. And, uh, so it's been, uh, it's been definitely good to me over the last 30 years. Well, that's been
1: pretty consistent. Then all the coaches I've talked to pretty much of the same thing. The ego's not as big with the ladies, and they they tend to want to be coached and and are more coachable <laughs> and right. listen yeah. a little better. Uh, right. All right, let's get let's get back to EKU. Uh, you said back in May when you got hired, this is the best time to be a colonel that you've ever seen. Uh, so, what do you mean by that?
2: That's a uh, yeah, great uh, great question. I think I think one we're, we're uh, administratively. We're in a great position i think uh athletic director is is uh, amazing matt Roan, our president uh david mcfadden uh is is uh, is very much uh is great for the university but certainly understands that athletics can pay, play a big role and i think our our board uh members uh with with their setup is 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 definitely supporting athletics so i think I think from that standpoint, it's great. I also am a person that, uh, loves change. And I think, uh, I think with going to a new conference, it's a a perfect time. Ohio Valley has been very good to Eastern Kentucky university, but I think it was time to move. And so all of those things being lined up, uh, I feel like, uh, we're in a good, good position, moving into to a new conference. Our resources are in, in, in good shape, and uh, just just excited to, to be leading the program.
1: Well, yeah, if you like change, then you, you definitely pick the right year uh, to come to EKU. Right, yeah. you, you talk about it, the conference comes in and a uh, new conference with the A-Sun. We've already seen a good portion of the uh, football season come through and get to see a number of the universities that way. And, of course, there's others that play basketball that don't play football in the conference and things as well. Um, but you also had a the, the team had a fair amount of loss this offseason. And, uh, you know, what was that process of building this roster from the time that you came in uh, to the day?
2: Yeah, that that was obviously a, a big concern of mine, and, and fortunately, we were able to keep the young ladies who had committed to stay. Uh, and sometimes there's, you can have a little bit of loss when, with a new coach if if the personalities don't work out. And we we were blessed to have three seniors uh, that uh, I'm very excited to have all three of those, uh, that will be back with us. Uh, but then, then we were, our, our numbers were a little bit short, uh, in, in where we wanted it to be. And, and we're able to, to get five, five young ladies, uh, to come in after my hire on, on uh, May 11th. So that, you know, between myself and, and our staff and, and, of uh, course, and I was able to retain Matt Thune, who was, been uh, been part of, of the staff with Samantha Williams and and Lindsay Herodimus helped out uh, who who played for me at Transylvania. She's our director of operations and and was able to hire a couple of great assistant coaches. I think in Coretta Brown and uh, Abby Owens. So uh, uh, between our staff, we've been able to pick up five five players that we had some connections to. Uh, but I think we'll. Will definitely make a difference in in this year's roster.
1: Your first year at Moorhead is somewhat similar to your first year here as far as the expectations from the outside are pretty low. So there's an opportunity here to in the again, the outside's view to overachieve this season, but it also gives you a little bit of a cushion to grow and build your program. So what what are the goals? that you have in mind of building this program over the next, this year, next year, uh, recent years, or soon years to come. Yeah,
2: yeah so that's a, it's a great point. Uh, when I took Moorhead State, we were picked 12, and we were able to add a a few, few a couple players to our roster, and we finished six, which I thought was a, was a good year. We got into the tournament. Uh, had a very tough non-conference schedule. That year, but it ended up. I still feel like a successful first year, and I think this year is is similar. Uh, with uh, I, I feel like it's a stronger team than what I had at at, at Moorhead State. I feel like uh, goals. I, I'm not one to to really say exactly where those would be. I think one one for me would be let's let's get a winning season uh, whether that's 20 and 10 yeah that that sounds great uh, but if it's a 15 and 14 season you know that may not be perfect where we want it but I think coming in for a first year uh, a winning season there's only been I think three winning seasons in maybe the last 17 or 18 years at Eastern Kentucky women's basketball so we want to we want to be able to establish, having winning seasons. And then from there, we want to be able to, to get to some tournaments, postseason tournaments and, and be uh, a threat in the a son. And, and so those are, are some of the things that we're, we're looking to do. And, and uh, uh, we, we've got a roster that does have some experience and uh, we feel like, uh, you know, it's a, it's a group that's motivated by some seniors and, and some, some underclassmen that I think will make some significant uh, marks this year as well.
1: You guys are just a few weeks away from game one. You're playing Transylvania on November the 11th. How close are you guys to just being ready for this season?
2: Yeah, I think it's going to take a little bit of time because of our roster. And we have uh, we have some freshmen that are really uh, vying for some playing time. They're, they're working very, very hard. Uh, we, we've got a lot of returning minutes coming back to this team. So I, I think it's, it's going to take up, uh, for a few games. Uh, we'll play a deeper rotation early in the year, uh, then we will, uh, as we move forward. But certainly, uh, as you mentioned, Transylvania is our opening game. Northern Kentucky will be a tough road game, uh, game two and, We'll we'll uh, we'll have to work. I think uh, very hard to continue uh, uh, building some wins in, in non conference. Uh, but it, early early on, like I said, we, we will play probably play a a, a longer rotation.
1: You've got a pretty tough non conference schedule overall uh, this year. How does that help, um, especially in this early stage of you kind of building your program? How does that help? You guys get situated when you're paying, you know, the talent level that you're going to be playing and the non conference.
2: Yeah, I think it, I think it'll be good for us. We have, uh, we do have a good mix of home games. Uh, we have several, several games at home. I mean, we, we are going to Louisville, going to uh, Illinois, which will be, uh, will be tough matchups. We, uh, know Xavier is coming to our place. Uh, we have, uh, as I mentioned, Northern Kentucky will will be a, a road game. We play UT Chattanooga, Appy State. There's uh, there's a lot of good challenges on on the schedule, but we uh, we we feel like uh, once uh, once we get rolling, that uh, we'll we'll be able to match up and be very competitive with uh, with most of our teams on that schedule, and uh, we're we're definitely excited about that. Uh, what
1: do you have to say to the fans, potential fans, the community, as far as what your team needs from us, and uh, and what what uh, requests do you have for the fans as far as showing up and and being there for the games?
2: Well, it's been great. I think uh, I think with their administration, kind of where where we are in in, in athletics, uh, we, we're having a, a a great fall sports season right now, and uh, certainly, uh, uh, as as I mentioned, we know men's basketball is is really gotten themselves positioned well in, in, in the new conference. So we we just would love to have people uh, come out and support us. And I think it's been very good being a local person. I, I feel like is is a plus with uh, getting some more uh, some more people in in the stands, and and that means a lot. I think in women's basketball and. Uh, we want to grow this uh, something that's not just uh, for for this season, but uh, certainly uh, build it to where people want to come back and 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 get get our program where uh, we uh, we we feel like can be a threat to to win this conference uh, very soon.
1: Well, Coach, we're excited to have you at EKU. We're looking forward to the season and the years ahead uh, there as well, and we sure appreciate you taking the time to be on with us today.
2: We'll appreciate you, Vince. Thank you, and we'll uh, we'll talk soon.
1: Thank you, Coach Todd. We sure appreciate it again, him coming on and being with us. And again, I know I said this in the Coach Hamilton interview. I believe I said it in the interview, but uh, EKU has been phenomenal to work with. I appreciate everyone involved uh, in helping us get these interviews done, the coaches being available and willing to come on, and they actually – act like they're excited to be here. So we sure appreciate that as well. The players, when they have opportunities to be on as well. And a huge shout out to Eastern Kentucky and uh, and, and how they help out. And we sure love being a part of covering EKU. Every single week, I write an article uh, on EKU Sports. Right now, it's been on football so far. You can find that on bellyupsports.com. You can also just get it through our Twitter. We share it on Twitter, uh, at Sports Stove on Twitter. And put that out there for you to read and cover the team. We're going to be covering the basketball season as well. Looking forward to what's ahead there. And we heard from from Coach Hamilton with the men's team, Coach Todd with the women's team today, and uh, you can you can see there's excitement for both of them. They both love being at this university and the opportunities that that are here and that are ahead. And we're excited to see if the men can fulfill expectation and even maybe go above. And uh, if the women can, can go above expectation as well, it's a, it's a tough battle, no doubt. Uh, but I think if we're there to support them, it'll go a long way in helping as well. So we sure are excited about what is ahead for these basketball teams. That's all we're going to cover today on the Sports Stove Local Hour. We figured we'd let the coaches do most of the talking today. So thank you so much for tuning in with us. If you enjoyed the episode or even if you didn't, if you won't tell anybody that, but if you'll share the share the episode, let people know it's out there, make sure other EKU fans are aware that we're here and talking about EKU sports. So make sure you subscribe to the Sports Stove podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, rate and review, we would sure appreciate it. That helps us get noticed by other people. And share it is the most important thing that you can possibly do. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you to IPM Pest and Termite, Central Kentucky's Neighborhood Pest Professional, Thank you to Law Terrain Watches and Accessories as well. We didn't talk about them much today, but if you use the code SPORTSSTOVE at law-terrain.com, you get 10% off your purchase. There are watches and accessories. And again, we extend an invite to Bible Pathway Baptist Church, Sundays, 1045 a.m. and 1 o'clock p.m. That follows lunch. We provide lunch for everybody. And Wednesday night at 7 o'clock, if you'd like to come, it's just a quick Bible study and prayer time uh, there as well. But you're invited. Come come and we would love to have you at Bible Pathway Baptist Church 464 Three Forks Road in Richmond. You can find again more information BiblePathwayBC.com. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of the Sports Stove Podcast Local Hour. We'll be live Thursday night at eight o'clock on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter at Sports Stove and we're talking uh, NFL, we're talking Major League Baseball, Those sorts of things, uh, and any other important sports news out there. My dad joins me for those episodes. You can always catch those uh, at the later audio version on the podcast, wherever you're listening to this podcast. And uh, so we encourage you to to go ahead and tune into those episodes as well. And again, follow us on social media. Let us know that you listen. We sure appreciate it uh, there as well. Until next time, we'll see you around the sports stove.